Welcome to episode 274 of the Truth Quest podcast, The Truth About Henry Kissinger. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the podcast by shopping at truthquestshirtfactory.com, where we produce shirts with thought-provoking expressions inspired by various podcast episodes. Henry Kissinger died recently at the age of 100. He was, of course, lionized by the alphabet soup conspiracy media. Here's an example of typical coverage of the man's death. I cobbled it together from a few different media sources. He was a respected American scholar and statesman, the most celebrated American diplomat of the 20th century, a bona fide celebrity. Ted Koppel described Kissinger as, quote, the most admired man in America in a 1974 documentary. Born in southern Germany in 1923, where his father was a teacher, his family fled Nazi Germany and came to America in 1938. After he became an American citizen in 1943, Dr. Kissinger served in the 84th Army Division from 1943 to 1946. He was awarded the Bronze Star for his meritorious service. Dr. Kissinger subsequently served in the Counterintelligence Corps and occupied Germany. He was in the U.S. Army Reserves until 1959. Kissinger earned a bachelor's, master's, and Ph.D. degrees from Harvard University, where he taught international relations for almost 20 years. In 1969, President Nixon appointed him national security advisor. He subsequently served as secretary of state under Presidents Nixon and Ford, in which capacities Dr. Kissinger played central roles in the opening of China, negotiating the end of the Yom Kippur War in the Middle East, and helping to bring America's role in the Vietnam War to a close. Now, I want you to remember that last line. I'm going to bring it back to you later. It goes on. He worked to set the former Rhodesia on a path to representative government and negotiated key arms control agreements with the Soviet Union. Dr. Kissinger wrote 21 books on national security matters. He was regularly consulted by American presidents of both political parties and scores of foreign leaders after he finished government service in 1977, when he started an international consulting firm, Kissinger Associates, which became a revolving door refuge for top national security officials looking to cash in on their government service. Its primary directive was to procure government favors for large corporations. Sorry, I added that last piece. I just can't help myself. In the same year, 1977, Kissinger was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom, America's highest civilian award. For what? War crimes and global murderous meddling? Again, I apologize. I'm getting way ahead of myself here. You've likely heard the expression, don't speak ill of the dead, to which I would counter with the equally familiar expression, those who refuse to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And given the fact that Kissinger has been involved in America's foreign policy for a good chunk of the country's history, nearly 20% of the nation's existence, I think this is a great time to point out the damage Kissinger inflicted all over the globe during his reign of terror. Here's a taste of what's to come, courtesy of veteran war crimes prosecutor Reed Brody. There were, quote, few people who have had a hand in as much death and destruction, as much human suffering in so many places around the world as Henry Kissinger, end quote. Didn't see or hear that in any of the glowing coverage of his death. I told you to remember part of the glowing eulogy, specifically the part where they said he helped to bring America's role in the Vietnam War to a close. That was straight out of PR Newswire's article about Henry's death. For those who know real history, they know the exact opposite is true. Kissinger is perhaps most well-known 
for his work during the Nixon administration when he helped Nixon prolong the Vietnam War and expand it to Cambodia and Laos, resulting in the deaths of tens of thousands of American soldiers and approximately 150,000 innocent Cambodian civilians. Yale University historian Greg Grandin, author of the biography Kissinger's Shadow, estimates that Kissinger's actions from 1969 to 1976, a period of eight brief years when Kissinger molded Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford's foreign policy as National Security Advisor and Secretary of State, meant the end of between three and four million people. Additionally, Kissinger played a key role in a variety of coups, kidnappings, killings, and bombings across the globe, and he often enthusiastically endorsed regime acts that he knew would target innocent civilians. Kissinger's tactics were frequently cited and employed to push the Gulf War, and later the so-called Global War on Terror. Kissinger continued to serve an important role in pushing federal war propaganda well into his final years on the planet. Believe it or not, his gimmick was to present himself as the voice of reason. His views were often predicated, at least publicly, on disproven theories like the domino theory. He helped develop the still-used idea that the U.S. must go to war everywhere on Earth, that some ally is threatened, or else the dominoes may start falling. As Kissinger put it, quote, We must understand that peace is indivisible. The United States cannot pursue a policy of selective reliability. We cannot abandon friends in one part of the world without jeopardizing the security of friends everywhere. End quote. Despite dire warnings from the likes of American giants like George Washington, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and Ron Paul, Kissinger's opinion is the prevalent opinion of neocons of all shapes, sizes, and party affiliations today. We must act as the world's policemen. We must have military bases all over the globe. We must hit them over there before they hit us here. If you want to know the truth about Kissinger, you've got to check out the numerous articles written by The Intercept. Several of them are in the show notes page. Here's a sample headline. Henry Kissinger, top U.S. diplomat responsible for millions of deaths, dies at 100. The Intercept is particularly prolific in the reporting on Kissinger's expansion of the Vietnam War into neutral Cambodia that borders Vietnam. The result was nothing short of horrific. They disclosed previously unpublished and unreported evidence of war crimes committed by the American military. Hundreds of civilian casualties were kept secret during the war and remained almost entirely unknown to the American people. Survivors describe American helicopters flying up to villages and leveling them with bombs and machine gun fire, indiscriminately killing innocent civilians who were doing nothing but work on the land or sleeping in their mud-thatched homes. The atrocities are as outrageous as any you will ever hear. Entire families mowed down. Those were war crimes. The soldiers that pulled the triggers, their superior officers who ordered the strikes, and their civilian commanders, Nixon, Kissinger, the Secretary of Defense, all should have been indicted on war crimes. Kissinger and his supporters cast blame for the American war in Cambodia on the North Vietnamese troops and the South Vietnamese guerrillas who used the country as a base. Former Kissinger aide Peter Rodman wrote, quote, What destabilized Cambodia was North Vietnam's occupation of chunks of Cambodian territory from 1965 onwards, quote. The problem with that is twofold. Number one, just because the enemy embeds themselves within a civilian population does not give you the right to raise their communities. Hello, can anyone say Hamas in Gaza? 
Number two, in 1962, long before Americans knew their country was at war in Southeast Asia, U.S. bombs hit a Cambodian village by accident, killing several civilians. That, according to an Air Force report recently uncovered. I guess the accidents just kept on happening. Between 1962 and 1969, the Cambodian government tallied over 1,800 border violations and over 6,000 violations of its airspace by U.S. and South Vietnamese forces. Kissinger justified the action by saying, quote, We did not start to destroy a country from anyone's point of view when we were bombing seven isolated North Vietnamese base areas within some five miles of the Vietnamese border from which attacks were being launched into South Vietnam, end quote. I'm going to read that again. See if you catch the truth here. We did not start to destroy a country from anyone's point of view when we were bombing seven blah, blah, blah. We didn't start to destroy, but we did. And it's not our fault because the bad guys had us slaughter civilians. What an immoral monster this guy was. Nixon and Kissinger so destabilized the tiny country of Cambodia that Pol Pot's budding revolutionary movement took over the country in 1975 and unleashed hell there, from massacres to mass starvation, resulting in the killing of over 2 million people. 2 million. A former Khmer Rouge prison commander, where thousands of Cambodians were tortured and murdered in the late 1970s, told the United Nations Back Tribunal, quote, Mr. Richard Nixon and Kissinger allowed the Khmer Rouge to grasp golden opportunities, end quote. Cambodia's deposed monarch, a prince with a name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, who was overthrown in that military coup, plunging his country into genocide, leveled similar blame, quote, there are only two men responsible for the tragedy in Cambodia, Mr. Nixon and Dr. Kissinger, end quote. At the end of the day, what did America get out of the Vietnam War under the guidance of Nixon and Kissinger? Over 58,000 dead Americans, double or triple that number who were maimed or permanently damaged mentally, total destruction in Vietnam, and genocide in Cambodia. The fall of Saigon, which eerily enough was mirrored by Biden's corrupt surrender in Afghanistan, should have meant permanent political exile for both men, if not a war crimes tribunal. One of which did suffer such a result due to Watergate, while the other shamelessly survived and thrived for another 40 years. With all that as a backdrop, consider this. Now, we all know the Nobel Peace Prize is largely a joke, just given the fact that Al Gore received the award for telling us that the planet has a fever which was followed a few short years later by Obama, who had just been in office for like a year and a half, received the award. He hadn't done a damn thing towards peace, quite the opposite. He had started and continued U.S.-backed military efforts all over the globe. But did you know that the prize has been a joke long before 2007? Oh yeah. In 1973, the Nobel Prize Committee awarded the Peace Prize to Kissinger and his North Vietnamese counterpart, Lee Duck Thao, for, quote, jointly having negotiated a ceasefire in Vietnam in 1973. After all the death and destruction that he oversaw, he gets a peace prize. What a joke. I want to give you a flavor of Kissinger's other exploits. As Secretary of State and National Security Advisor, Kissinger spearheaded efforts to improve relations with the former Soviet Union and open the People's Republic of China to the West for the first time since Mao Zedong came to power in 1949 another genocidal maniac that we do business with. Kissinger also supported genocidal militaries in Pakistan and Indonesia. 
In the former, Nixon and his national security advisor backed a dictator who, according to CIA estimates, slaughtered hundreds of thousands of civilians. In the latter, Ford and Kissinger gave President Suharto the go-ahead for an invasion into East Timor that resulted in the death of 200,000 people, or a quarter of the entire population. Reminds me of President Biden's acceptance of the current Chinese dictators exiling and imprisoning the Muslim Uyghurs. There's some sick bastards running our country. In Latin America, Nixon and Kissinger plotted to overthrow the Democrat election of Chile's socialist president, Salvador Allen. This included Kissinger's supervision of covert operations such as the botched kidnapping of Chilean General Rene Schneider that ended in his murder. What was Schneider's crime? Oh, he didn't want to go along with the military coup that Kissinger and Nixon were organizing in order to destabilize the country. And what did he get for his troubles? Murdered. Kissinger had this to say to General Augustin Pinochet, the leader of the military faction that went on, by the way, to kill thousands of Chileans. He said, quote, you did a great service to the West in overthrowing Allen. A great service to the West. What about service up to Chile? You know, I just can't imagine why America's reputation globally is so bad with the perpetual meddling in other countries' businesses that we've been doing for the better part of what, 75 years? In Argentina, Kissinger gave another green light, this time to a terror campaign of torture, kidnapping, and murder by a military faction that overthrew President Isabel Perón. During a June 1976 meeting, Kissinger told the regime's foreign minister, quote, if there are things that have to be done, you should do them quickly, end quote. The so-called dirty war that followed would claim the lives of an estimated 30,000 Argentine civilians. How did things end up in Argentina? Not so good. They went from one of the richest nations in the Southern Hemisphere to being run into the ground by one left-wing nut job after another, resulting today, 40-plus years later, with a 140% inflation rate and the hopeful election of hardcore libertarian anarcho-capitalist Javier Millet. The Nobel Committee should have rescinded their award to Kissinger. Hell, even the Heisman Trophy Committee has more credibility than the Nobel Committee. They at least took Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy when they learned he was getting paid to play ball at USC. In his 2001 book-length indictment, The Trial of Henry Kissinger, Christopher Hitchens called for Kissinger's prosecution, quote, for war crimes, for crimes against humanity, and for offenses against common or customary or international law inspiring conspiracy to commit murder, kidnap, and torture, end quote. He included in that so-called indictment the countries of Argentina, Bangladesh, Chile, East Timor, Cambodia, Laos, Uruguay, and Vietnam. Now that's an impressive wake of destruction. In the early 2000s, Kissinger was sought for questioning a connection with human rights abuses by former South American military dictatorships, but he evaded investigators, once declining to appear before a court in France and bolting from Paris after receiving a summons. He was never charged or prosecuted for deaths, for which he bore much responsibility. I don't take any pride in speaking ill of the dead, but the more I think about it, I don't think that rule applies to historical figures such as Henry Kissinger especially given his longevity. It's not like he was a terrible one-term president like Jimmy Carter who spent the rest of his life trying to do good, except for a few election-affirming calls he made. Nonetheless, Carter didn't continue to influence leaders for decades to continue to pursue economically destructive policies and project weakness in the face of aggression. 
And just because the Biden administration resembles Carter in many ways, and at least Carter wasn't in Biden's ear the whole time encouraging him to continue his failed policies. Biden is surrounded by Marxist handlers that take care of that. Back to Kissinger and his legacy. I would argue that America's meddling foreign policy, especially when it comes to the death of civilians, is one of his lasting legacies. I would also suggest that one of his lasting legacies is the view of the world as if it were a game of chess, devoid of all morals and a sense of decency, where the players on one side of the board, the Americans, rarely, if ever, suffer consequences for their deadly moves. Consider the exploits of Kissinger and Nixon that I covered in this short episode. There have been volumes written about both of these people. Today, we continue their practice by striking people all over the world with drones. Obama even had an American citizen droned to death overseas during his administration. We have interfered in countless elections abroad since Kissinger hit the scene, all in the name of democracy. Can anyone say Ukraine? The intelligence community has wreaked havoc worldwide with assassinations, coups, and sabotage. We willingly waged a 20-year undeclared war on the other side of the planet and thought so little of the thousands killed during that time that we pulled out in the middle of the night. We executed another undeclared war when we invaded a Middle Eastern country based on a lie resulting in the death of hundreds of thousands of civilians. We have deposed leaders who are found to be undesirable, national security risk. We fund nations and causes that wage war on their neighbors. A lot of this leads back to Kissinger and Nixon in Vietnam, another undeclared war that we lost. When evaluating the life of anyone famous or not, the question you want to answer is, is the world a better place for that person having been in it? For most people, the answer is simple. Maybe they raised a couple kids with their spouse, they did the right thing, they treated people with respect, they gave to charity, they volunteered. All those things may be true about Kissinger, but the world as a whole is definitely not better off given his influence. As a God-fearing person, I wonder how people like Kissinger are treated in the afterlife. I mean, just because he fought on the side of the good guys for democracy against evil commies does not excuse him from eternal judgment for indirectly causing so much death and destruction. I mean, he could have resigned. He could have steered the war machine in a different direction. He could have put an end to the perpetual murderous meddling. At the end of the day, Kissinger was a war criminal, and it does us no good to pretend otherwise. And that's the truth about Henry Kissinger. Please subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform, share episodes with your friends, and support the podcast by shopping at truthquestshirtfactory.com.